What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and today I am looking back at the year for Bellator. Obviously, I've covered um, most, if not all, of those Bellator cards here, whether it be on previews or on the betting show. And uh, it's been a very interesting year for Bellator. If I am, if I am to review it in like one sentence or one word, I would say it's been maybe a little bit disappointing. Um, I and and not from the point of view of like anything they have necessarily done. I just think from the output that has actually come, and I mean that like there's been a lot of disappointing, lackluster main events. There's been a lot of fights that we thought oh they're going to be really really good and they don't deliver. And now that's nothing got to do with Bellator. That's not their fault, but that's just been the case. And maybe that's bad luck more than anything else. But I feel like there's also been like a serious, serious lack of promotion. And it's a thing that I took a long time to kind of realize, I'd say. But when you see people saying it all the time, it almost feels like people saying there's a lack of promotion is the biggest promotional tool for Bellator because it's like becoming a bait or something. And um, I definitely think that is something that Bellator used to be way better at. For some reason, it's it's kind of gone down a bit. Something that they can improve, I think, I suppose, upon for, for next year. And um, it's something they need, really, to, to change. Because there's nothing worse in MMA than having a product that the fans don't want to see or they feel like they're not being hyped for. And... When you come to Ireland, you have that. You have massive hype. It gets hyped there. When you go to Hawaii, you have massive hype there. And I'm sure Italy, massive hype over there. Um, but when you're having like just the next Mohegan Sun card or the next you know, San Jose card or Chicago card or whatever it is, it just feels like we, we don't even know they're happening sometimes until they actually happen. And for Bellator, that's one thing they need to improve on. There's been a lot of good, and we will talk about the good as well this year. But if I was to give an overall um, assessment of Bellator from this year, for just from like the, the first initial thoughts, that's what I would say. I would say it's like Bellator changed for a few years to where I think I was feeling more positive about them, and it feels like this year was kind of a throwback to the to the, maybe the last years of, of Rebney slash the first years of, of Scott Coker and uh, I'm not sure why that is and I, I hopefully hopefully it's, it was mostly the bad luck and hopefully it'll change again for next year but yeah def- I think Bellator at the moment are, are at maybe a lower ebb than they have been for a while in terms of fan feeling and all that now the rest of it in terms of sustainability and the company and all who knows I think that's one thing we don't really know but um yeah, I, I, I just think that's the way I feel, and I, I don't know. Let me know in the comment section if you feel the same way. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off base. But, like, I feel like this year as well, I've covered a lot of one championship, covered a lot of cage wars, covered a lot of PFL. And the more I cover all of them, it feels like the more I like them. You know, the more I enjoy the product, the more I enjoy watching the fighters, the more I, I think these fighters are really, really good fighters. Whereas Bellator, Bellator up until this year, I feel like has been that case for the last two or three years. But this year, I don't know. Maybe it's just my feeling, but it hasn't felt that way to me. Now, let's talk about a couple of more things in Bellator as well. So, I I think the overall production, the overall feel of Bellator as a product, I think is actually pretty good. Um, And I mean that like, Fight Night product, 
you know, having been at a good few Bellator shows now over the years and watched, obviously, uh, a lot of them flying over to Canada to, to, to watch them on YouTube, uh, a lot of the Bellator shows are generally pretty good. You know, they're not as homogenized as the UFC, but they'll still do seem professional and well produced and all of that. You know, the, the obviously the, the judging and the refereeing and all that, they have, you know, arguably even better than UFC in terms of a lot of the guys, apart from Douglas Crosby, maybe come through in the Mohegan Sun where, you know, the ABC is located and they have the likes of Brian Minor there who judges a lot and they have the likes of Eric Colon who comes in an awful lot. And when they come to the, the UK and Europe, they bring those guys with them, but also bringing, say, a guy like Ben Carlage to judge as well, and Mark Goddard, and, and you know, maybe Mavahedi even, I think, has been in a few of them, Rich Mitchell and other guys, but also have, you know, the, the likes of uh, the, the other top refs, whether it is Brian Minor or, uh, or the others who, who ref in, in America as well. So I think, in general, Bellator do a good job obviously with the help of Mohegan, where they're mostly located, and the ABC and all of that with that as well. Um, the commentary is interesting because like commentary, and I say this an awful lot, but it's, um, it's one of those things, it's a very personal thing. You either like it or you don't like it. You know, everyone probably knows it at this stage. I'm not the biggest fan of Daniel Cormier. Some people absolutely love Daniel Cormier's commentary. Now, as a, as a commentator, as a person and all, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Just not a massive fan of his commentary. Um, I think I lo- I've always liked Mauro Ronaldo. I know some people don't like him. Some people absolutely detest him. Uh, and I like Big John as well, and maybe it's because of my my bias, maybe towards uh, towards the judging and all of that. Now, Big John sometimes these judging ones, I, I wouldn't always agree with him, but I do like his commentary. I do like his style. I like the way he does it. You know, sometimes a bit maybe like um, sure in terms of the opinion and the fight and the, the everything, but. I kind of like that. I I, I like his style. I like the way he does it. And for me, if I can give my personal opinion here, maybe people listen and have different, but I think the commentary is pretty good. Um, (laughs) The MC... Not good. I, I think Michael C. Williams is a genuine... And I don't mean to attack the man or anything like here now. I'm attacking his... his what he does. Not even attacking it, but just saying what I think. I really think it brings down the product. Now... People might be listening to this and say, oh, what did I? He just, he just introduces the fighters, it's not a big thing. But if you think about it, the iconic, let's get ready to rumble, or it's showtime, or even it's time with Bruce Buffer down through the years. They're iconic things that make the bells and whistles of the fighter more important. And Michael C. Williams just is awful. Like, it's just, it's just like it's just fake, weird voice, nothing redeeming about it at all. I think, honestly, if Bellator got rid of him and brought in someone good, Give Joe Martinez all the money in the world. Get him in. The, the, the all-around product in terms of the big feel of it would improve knowing immediately. Genuinely. Immediately, I think. Um, and look, I, 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 I'm not Michael C. Williams. I'm sure he's a lovely guy and all. Maybe like he could move and do, say, LFA or somewhere like that. Do something else. I, I, I don't... I just Bellator, I think it's a big issue with him. Now, a big issue, not a big issue, but an issue... Uh, I think with them so all in all then on the desk I think Josh Thompson generally does a good job sometimes he you know he maybe doesn't make the most sense in the world but you're all like that at times but I think he's generally good and um, Amanda Guerra I think I always mess up her name but it's Amanda Guerra she is to me the best desk presenter in MMA ever ever and she's only been doing I think a year now or something she is absolutely phenomenal if you don't watch a lot of Bellator maybe and don't see um, her behind the desk brilliant absolutely brilliant she tells 
the truth when she needs to tell the truth. She throws it over to the fighters or the, the analysts when she needs to do it. She has a bit of a joke when she she just she does it all so well. And I think she is phenomenal. And if I was the UFC, I'd be trying to pluck her away from Bellator ASAP. Get her in there. You know, she's phenomenal. Really, really, really phenomenal. So, um, yeah, all in all, I think from that point of view, the Bellator production very rarely have any issues with that i like the commentary i like most of the broadcast and all that one big issue i think like it's still on youtube in canada in ireland here you can barely get it unless unless you're in one of the big cities you literally cannot legally get bellator you it's impossible to get it you can only get it on this channel virgin media sports which you can only get if you can get virgin media broadband virgin media broadband is only available in like two or three or four big cities or something like that the vast majority of the country can't get it so um, it's uh, that's pretty bad, and I know in other places there are issues uh, and things as well. That's always been the way with Bellator. I thought they had sorted those problems, but it, it's seemingly, seemingly not. Right, let's uh, let's start and go through the year, and let's go through it card by card here, and uh, and look at at some of the most interesting moments and talk about it card by card. So they started on uh, on January twenty ninth, um. Uh, at the Footprint Center in Phoenix, Arizona. Obviously, you know, this was the first major year again where we're coming out of the pandemic, I suppose, with no behind-the-scenes shows and all of that. Um, And this was obviously, as I said, in in Phoenix, Arizona. And you had Ryan Bader for the heavyweight title in the main event against Valentin Moldovsky. Won the decision, do you know what? And he looked good. Um, I think... I remember tweeting during this fight, like, never let Bader fight a light heavyweight again because he's looked... He hasn't looked great at light heavyweight, but he's looked very, very good at heavyweight. And obviously, he's going to be fighting Fedor coming up here again. Um, so it was a very, very good win for uh, for Bader there and for the Phoenix, Arizona crowd. Very good as well. Another great win for Benson Henderson, who's obviously from that locality as well, in a tough fight against Islam and Mamedov, a close fight uh, in that one. Uh, then you had uh, Henry Corrales on the cards, Sabo Massey on the card, Enrique Barzola, and then Starian Caldwell, who was a, was a massive win there, Barzola. A lot of really, really um, uh, entertaining fights over the last year, and, and even, you know, last couple of years even. Um, and then one team of Bellator cards, which I'm sure we will see throughout this, is there's so many like prospects fighting on the undercard. They do a great job of that. So they had Sullivan Cawley here, Lucas Brennan, even Nikita Mikhailov, who is you know coming over from uh, from Eastern Europe, but Dalton Rost as well, who's been a real standout this year and looked really, really good. So that's one thing Bellator do very, very well. They give a shine on the undercard to their, their up-and-comers, and they have a lot of very, very good uh, up-and-comers, uh, signing a lot of wrestlers, and you know, from look what they've done with AJ McKee and others, so very, very good there. The next card in was uh, Gracie versus Storley on February 19th in the Mohegan Sun. Uh, Logan Storley ended up winning that one. Um, from memory, this was uh, one of those fights you're thinking, okay, we have a jiu-jitsu guy against a wrestler, and it turned into five rounds of uh, of pretty low-level striking, uh, if I, if memory serves me correct. But Lo- Logan Storley showed that he was a better striker than, uh, than Eamon Gracie and won that fight there. Andrea Karishkov bounced back and absolutely decimated Chase Roncontra with a um, he put Roncontra unconscious with a, a spinning back kick or a, yeah and, and punches after it uh, Adam Pigalotti beat Georgie Harkanyan Brendan Ward came back here what a great story Brendan Ward uh, has had over the last while uh, Nick Brown the former champion was it? I think it's LFA former champion isn't it he got a win here uh, Jordan Newman as well one of the prospects coming through uh, got a win on this card uh, as well um 
Play Bellator 275 then over in Dublin. It was Musasi against Vanderford. This feels like, and I was obviously I was at this card. This feels like it was ten years ago. Honestly, I'm, I'm looking here, February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. It feels like a hundred years ago. Never mind, uh, uh, never mind. Only ten months ago, whenever it was, uh, Musasi in the main event. Now, look, it only went to about a minute twenty five. Austin Vanderford got that stinger on his neck and then got finished uh, after that. And it was great to see Musasi. I think what Bellator have done well this year, and what actually they're not doing really well for next year, but we might get to that, uh, is they have put Musasi on the Irish cards. They've put Romero on the Irish cards. They've put Manhoff on the Irish cards. And Irish people want that as well as the big Irish fights. And, you know... I, I, you maybe people could say I'm a bit biased here, but Ireland and, and I, but I do think it's true. Ireland is their biggest market right now. Like they have more fans showing up in Ireland. They have fighters who people care about in Ireland throughout the card. The Irish MMA fan base is massive and really, really cares, and it's always special. You know, I've been saying I've done a few of these previews for a few different um, promotions. And a team throughout it is being different, you know, from the UFC especially. And Ireland has been an absolute godsend for Bellator to help them be different, you know. They have all the, not all the Irish fighters, but all the SPG fighters and a lot of the best in their prime Irish fighters at the moment. And they can put on a show in the tree arena, sell it out time after time again and have something special. And Bellator are very, very lucky to have that. And I spoke to someone from Bellator recently, and I goes, do you know what? Do you know how lucky you are to have that? Don't ruin it, you know? Especially with this card coming up, we'll talk about it. It's not a great card they have coming up in Ireland, and they need to, they really need to take care of Ireland, and I feel like the next card coming up, they haven't, but this card back in February was was really, really good. They gave, I feel like they gave the, the Irish everything we wanted, you know? We had Musasi, we wanted that, and the next card was even better. But Sinead Kavanaugh versus Liam McCourt. Now, this is a fight that maybe, okay, it means a lot to everyone around the world, I suppose. It was like the number six against the number seven ranked 145 pounder in the world in the best 145 down division. Okay, we can talk about 145 pounds, but it's two Irish women fighting each other. You know, two people have trained against each other. I interviewed both of them coming up to the fight, and it was so weird because, like, you know, it's like sometimes, okay, if I'm interviewing an Irish fighter, I'm like, ah, sure, what are you going to do? How are you going to knock out this lad or this lady or whatever? And, you know, there's always a bit of that, you know. But it's weird. Look, I can't say that to Sinead Kavanaugh. I'm interviewing Liam McGord tomorrow or the, other, <laughs> or the other way around. It just, it all felt very weird. And the fight itself, I don't know, this was the mo- one of the most, you could write a book about this fight. And I, I genuinely mean that. Like, it was one of the weirdest fights I've ever been at. Because, like, People were cheering when Sinead was doing well. People were cheering when Leah was doing well. And they were the same people. You know? It was like, no one wanted anyone to lose. They wanted both of them to win. And it just turned into an absolute weird, weird, weird fight. It was a good fight. Very entertaining fight. Sinead Kavanaugh got injured. Managed to get through it. Managed to get the win. Leah McCord, very disappointed. I interviewed her afterwards, a couple of months after. And she was like, I didn't really want to, to kick the injured leg of Sinead Kavanaugh. I kind of felt bad for her. You know, and that was... It was a, a mad fight, a really good fight. I loved the fight, but it was uh, it was a bizarre one. It was a bizarre one at the same time. You know, maybe a fight we'll see again. But Kieran Clark getting away, and he's another great up-and-comer in Bellator. Uh, Kassan Nurmagomedov was in the card, or Kassan uh, Magomed Sharapov, even, not Nurmagomedov. Uh, Brian 
more against Jornel Lugo, razor close decision there. Unbelievably high level fight. That was the one thing you would say about that. A great high level fight. Brett John's got to win. Davy Gallon got to win as well. Danny McCormick, unfortunately, lost there and she's over in Invicta now as well. So a tough run for Danny. Uh, Dara Kelly looked really good. Nathan Kelly as well, who's over in PFL now. And Lee Hammond, one of the best up and comers, came in, got one fight, went out, got fights everywhere else. So I think that's smart for someone like Lee to be doing that. So. The Irish, we'll have another Irish card later on here, but a very, very good card there for Bellator. Then we had 276 back over in uh, in Missouri in the US. Uh, this is Adam Barrocks against Mads Burnell, and what a performance from Barrocks to win the decision. Me, personally, I thought uh, Burnell would win this. I thought... Not even that that he might dominate, but I thought he might win it well, but he didn't. Barrocks put on a phenomenal display here, and we'll see where Barrocks went after this, but this is a, a very, very good fight. Um... And the undercard, Phil Davis does what Phil Davis does, but on uh, a pretty boring fight against Angliscus. Uh, Johnny Eblen and John Salter fought for number one contendership, I suppose, there. And Eblen was another guy who was a real star of the year for Bellator. Gabsy Rabandanoff, a lightweight, looks good. He beat JJ Wilson, who's also a very, very good fighter. Alex Pelizzi went on, uh, was it? Yeah, it was after this to fight you well, wasn't it? Or was it before? I don't know, maybe not. Romero Cotton got a win. Cody Law got a win. Roman Fernaldo had a great uh, year with a good few knockouts as well until he kind of came up short late uh, had a win here on this card as well moving forward to Beltor 277 uh, in April so you know they, they kind of started a little bit later in, in, in uh, January but they had a lot of cards up until April here now to uh, Bellator 277 and this was probably their biggest fight of the year another one people were like saying oh I can't believe it's uh, Thursday night and I just heard that Patricio Ferreira is fighting AJ McKee and it was uh, a good thing well, it was a good fight. It wasn't a great fight. Another close decision. AJ McKee wasn't too happy with it. Uh, Patricio ended up winning. It was definitely a close one, uh, which uh, over in, over in San Jose. Um, but it was kind of a weird ending to the card. It reminded me of the UFC two A two card, where it was ten finishes, and then we had the two uh, in fights, and they disappointed. Like. This one, the main event, okay, the main event wasn't bad, but the core main event was that, you know, the clash of heads between Corey Anderson and Nimkov was supposed to be the end of the tournament. They ended up fighting again, obviously we'll get to that, but uh, before that there was some very good knockouts. Aaron Pico knocked out Adley Edwards, Linton Vassell knocked out Tim Johnson, uh, Tyrell Fortune got a knockout, um, uh, Yag Shimuradov got a knockout, there was some really, really good finishes here, Crutchmere got a win as well uh, as did others, so that was you know, a great card up until the, the last two, which kind of f- failed to disappoint, although you know, the main event, maybe I'm being a bit harsh in the main event, maybe I'm being a bit harsh in it. Uh, 278 then, Velasquez versus Carmouche, another one where the main event uh, flattered to deceive, I suppose, in terms of uh, wasn't the greatest fight. It was a, it was a, wasn't a bad fight, but Liz Carmouche got the win. Bad stoppage by Mike Beltran. They had the rematch, and we'll obviously get to that later in the year as well. But yeah, another main event there that kind of went down the swanee for, for Bellator. Uh, Danny Sabatello beat Jornel Lugo before that, and Sabatello, what a year for Sabatello. Uh, Enrique Barzola beat uh, Nikita Mikhailov there as well. For some people, maybe two, two shocks in that one, um, but two dominant wins for both of them. Um, Weber Almeida got a win on that card as well. Dante Shiro, uh, who uh, was went on to uh, to fight in in Dublin later on in the year, then as well. Two seven nine was Cyborg's one and only fight of this year. Now it's very interesting with Cyborg, and um, you know Cyborg. I think is she out of contract at Bellator? It seems like she is. Like what's she going to do next? She's been boxing. Um, 
you know, Sinead Kavanaugh was was given the fight. Then she got injured. It didn't happen. Sinead's coming back now. She'll be fighting uh, in when Bellator comes to Ireland again. If she wins that, will she be fighting Cyborg in the rematch? Who knows? You know, who knows what's going to happen there? But she did go in there with Arlene Blinko. Blinko put on a good show, you know, went to a decision. She ended up winning there. Uh, Raffian Stotts got a, a very good win over Juan Archuleta. Stotts, you know, Stotts probably the Bellator fighter this year, if not right up there. It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Justin Keish beat Elimelea McFarlane in a very good performance from her there. Elimelea, you know, was a star in Bellator for a while, but, you know, I think the levels may be showed with the level of that division improving. Justin Geish is a good, a good fighter, if not a great fighter, and won that one. Patchy Mix. What a year for Patchy Mix. What a year. Beat Kyoji Haraguchi here. This was a really, really good card. Um, and, you know, he beat him in, by unanimous decision. Yancy Medeiros uh, came back here. And was, and this was, obviously, this was one of these cards, a special card as well, because this was on in Hawaii, in Honolulu. And, uh, you know, with all with, with the, the Hawaiian people uh, on the card, like uh, Elie Malay and her unbelievable walkout and all, this was another one where Bellator different, Bellator special. And I absolutely, uh, I absolutely loved it. You know, Gaiochi uh, Yamauchi got another win here. He's all, a guy who's always on a run and right up there towards the top of the division. Dana Silva as well beat Janae Harding. She went on then to fight Liam McCourt later on there, which we'll get to. But uh, yeah, uh, Kai Kamaka lost here, bounced back later in the year. So th- there was a lot of that in, in, in Bellator as well. You know, a lot of that. Um, Bellator 280 over in Paris, France. The first fight over in Paris. Um, Czech Congo in the main event, and he fought Ryan Bader. You know, again, not the best fight in the world. Bader ended up winning it. Um, Although I remember tweeting at the time, it's like, this fight is not great, but a hundred times better than I thought it would be. <laughs> and uh, that was, so we'll take that. Uh, it was here, yes, that Yoel Romero fight Alex Belize and, and knocked him out in the last second of the third round. Davy Galan was on the card uh, as well. Uh, Gregory Babin, Lorenz Larkin. On the, why did I say Lorenz Larkin, the French accent there? Uh, Peter, this Nidielski versus Carvalho one was one of the weirdest. Uh, if you're looking at it from an Irish point of view, Carvalho went in there and he beat uh, Daniel Weichel in Ireland and then they gave him Nidielski kind of an unknown unranked guy and he ended up losing a split decision it just seemed absolutely bizarre to me in this one uh, Jordan Sarnback got a win Jordan Barton got a win Eve Landu got a win uh, as did a few others as well on uh, on that card over back to uh, London then for UFC 2-1 sorry Bellator 2-1 uh, to me the worst decision of the year inside outside of Bellator uh, MVP versus Storley in the main event I thought MVP won this fight quite clearly uh, Storley ended up getting the decision it was a, a real old school judging decision uh, with, with a lot of judges I respect them as well, I disagree with them fiercely but I still respect them and I respect their uh, their call here, I, I will never agree with it but I just thought Storley laid on top of MVP, did nothing and got a few shots before he got the takedown and got a few shots everywhere but um, yeah, having said that, it was a terrible fight. Another terrible main event for Bellator. Whether you agree with the decision or not, absolutely woeful fight. Uh, Fabian Edwards, Leona Machida again. That was a great stuff for Fabian, the win of his career, uh, and propelled him on uh, to, uh, after that. Paul Daly in his retirement retirement fight won. Uh, great scenes after that. Simon Biong won a top up and beat Luke Trainer. Daniel Veitcher was on his card against against Robert Whiteford. The buggy choke for Oliver Inkamp won the, the submissions uh, of the year. There was a draw on this card between Alfie Davis and Tim Wilde. Charlie Ward uh, got a win as well. So, yeah, not, not a bad card all in all. Just the main event was absolutely uh, absolutely atrocious. Um, then we had Musasi versus Eblen. Another 
not a great main event, another wrestle fest here, five rounds, but a great performance from Johnny Eblen. Uh, it was one of those fights you were about, what, maybe a round and a half, two rounds in, and you're like, well, we know what's going to happen here. We might as well switch off the TV. We don't have to watch the next three rounds. Uh, and another, like, do you know, I wanted their Uncasville. Connecticut cards, it's like, well, okay, grand, you know, we know what we're getting here, and uh, that's what we got. Um, Danny Sabatello, Don Leandro, he got Sabatello, great win and, and, and a great uh, post fight again there, as he always does. Brendan Ward got another win, Magomed Magomedov beat Barzola. Uh, Kilis Mana got a good win, Lucas Brennan, Katzengano bounce back here, look, is Kat going to fight? Cyborg, is that going to happen? Who knows? Anatoly Tokov got a win. Sabo Massey again, who looks like he's going to be fighting uh, Brendan Ward. Uh, Aaron Jeffrey, uh, Mandel Nalo as well. A few wins there. Bellator 283. Um, Jason Jackson against Douglas Lima again. Five round decision. Not the most exciting in the world. A great win for Jason Jackson, uh, who is right up there. It's very, uh, very unfortunate for him. Like, there's probably no one in MMA right now who deserves a title shot as much as Jason Jackson. And he's not getting it. You know, uh, the obviously the, the champion Logan Sorley is fighting interim Chang. Sorry. The champion Yaroslav Amasov is fighting interim champion Logan Sorley in Ireland. But Jason Jackson has to be the next one there. It's. You know, it's he's been on such a great run. And it's a good win here, a very good win here, but not the best fight in the world again. Another guy, a lightweight, who's very good, Tafik Masayev, absolutely destroyed Sidney Outlaw in seconds. Usman Magomedov, who obviously went on to do big things after this, got a win as well. Lorenz Arkin was in a no contest with illegal elbows here. Dalton Rasta got another win. Uh, Gadzi Radzibov got another win. Fernando got another win here uh, as well. So a good night for uh, for Bellator, I suppose, aside from the main event. 2-8-4, um, Gracie versus Yamauchi. Again, good good win here for, for Yamauchi. He ended up uh, punching Gracie out of it in the second round. Another guy who's on a really, really good one, Ronat Welterweight. I wonder, will they put him in there maybe against Jason Jackson? I don't know. Um, there was a, a no contest in the Steve Maury Volkanovsky or uh, Moldovsky fight. Maury, to me, is a guy, final former champion here. I think Steve Maury, uh, this should have been one of my predictions for next year, but he'll be a champion next year. I believe that. I think he's very, very good. Elimele back. Bounced back and got a win here. Uh, was this the one where she retired? I think she might have retired after, but everyone retires. Gokhan Sakharan beat Saeed Soma. Aaron Jeffrey got another win. Sullivan Cawley got another win. Um, Deanna Bennett bounced back and win. Pat Downey won here in his debut. I spoke to him before that, so it was good stuff out of him, but we'll see what happened in later on. Bellator 285, Vincent Henderson and Peter Queeley over in Ireland. Again, another disappointed main event. Um... You know, massive opportunity for Peter Queeley, but look, we know the quality of Vincent Henderson. Uh, Yuel Romero, Melvin Manhope was a very enjoyable fight to be at and to watch. Uh, the Liam McCourt fight. Look, Leah, we talked about the, the, the kind of the mental side of the last fight. I think they just bounced back here and get a win. It was big for Leah, but not the most entertaining fight. Uh, Carvalho and, and Burnell was very good. A massive win for Pedro Carvalho. Kieran Clark got a very good comeback win there as well. Carl Moore, absolutely brilliant. Discard. Up and down was was absolutely fantastic. Um, Carl Moore come beating Carlisle Braxton after winning early. What, what exactly? He got a big shot landed on him, didn't he? And then he came back and got the face crank as well. Brian Moore put on a fantastic display here. Brett Johns is supposed to fight. Um, uh, James Galler didn't end up happening. Fight Winsky. He was given out after that. He didn't get an interview and stuff. But like you're far, fighting Jordan Winsky in the middle of a Bellator Dublin card and you're from Wales. Like, come on. Uh, Derek Kelly. Derek Kelly, top prospect. Not the best display from here. Still won the unanimous decision, won every round. But yeah, uh, I, he was very disappointed with himself afterwards. And I love that. I absolutely love that. I was like, yeah. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need anyone telling him the truth. He's telling himself the truth. 
And that's a massive thing to have for a fighter. Ken Musa looked fantastic here beating Georgie Carcanyon. Kenny Mokahana looked really good. Asela Ju, one of the top guys coming up. Luca Pilat got uh, an unbelievable um, choke here. A reverse arm triangle choke against Dante Shiro. Again, one of the, the, the uh, chokes of the year. Uh, 286 was back over to Long Beach. Um, Patricio uh, against Adam Barrocks. Great display again by Patricio. I fancy Barrocks maybe to win this, but Patricio just destroyed him. Not the most, not the best main event in the world, but a good main event. I, you wouldn't put this in with the, some of the other ones. Uh, AJ McKee against Spark Carlisle. Uh, Spark, Spike Carlisle. I think I've called him Spark Carlisle twice in the last week. That's weird. Uh, Spike came out and he fought hard, but AJ ended up winning in the end. Shoulder injury for Aaron Peak. I remember they tried to put his shoulder back into place. And someone with a bad shoulder myself, here, oh, can we get a crack? There you go. I wonder, can you hear that crack? I hope you can. It was an awful crack. Uh, lost to Jeremy Kindy. Maybe they'll do that fight again. Juan Arquileta beat Barzola. Barzola, great start to the year, not a great end to the year, I suppose. The opposite then for Islam Amedov, who beat Nick Brown. Um, and, you know, Lance Gibson got another good win there as well. Um, the last three cards of the year then uh, and I, I talked about some other promotions the last three cards of the year were their, their best three cards of the year for Bellator I suppose uh, maybe maybe you know they went to Italy and they put on Piccolotti versus Barnois Barnois looked absolutely brilliant and won this but like the weird thing about this right you're in Italy you're in the Alliance Cloud Arena in Milan Italy right here's your top main card so you, that fight I just mentioned no Italian in it an Italian American doesn't count. Charlie Ward against Fabian Edwards. You know, neither Italian. Tim Wilde, Saul Rogers, Andrew Fisher, Justin Gonzalez, Daniel Cicadizzi, Davy Galan, and uh, was it Casella Vanzinas, Camille Aloshuk as well. No Italians in the main card. Now, we talk about bad matchmaking. We talk about stupidity. That's the height of stupidity. They had a few Italians on the undercard, and the crowd went absolutely mad from Sioli and other lads as well. Went mad from all together. And Cage Warriors around the same time did a similar card, uh, did a similarly placed card in, in Italy, put loads of Italians throughout the card, and it went wild for the whole thing. Couldn't believe what Bellator did here. They're doing a similar thing here with in, coming up in Ireland, and I don't know what they're at, but anyway. Banwa, this guy is a real star, real star. I hope he's in the lightweight tournament. He is absolutely brilliant. Fabian, another a, a lackluster enough display against Charlie, dominated the fight. There was a lot of talk at the end of that one and all. Um... Tim Wilde, I didn't expect him to win that against Saul Rogers. He did get the split decision. I think he deserved it. Very, very good stuff for him there. Daniel Scatizzi looked good against Davy Galan. Costello Vancinas bounced back. He's going to be a top contender at middleweight. He's a win over Fabian Edwards. Uh, Alfie Davis got a win in as well, bouncing back from injury. Simon uh, Biong again, another win. So, yeah, some good stuff uh, on the card as well. Uh, and some great wins for the Italians. Um, Nymkov and Anderson too. And uh, Nimkov ended up winning the decision uh, over uh, over Anderson. That was a good fight. I, I enjoyed that one. Uh, Ustin or Magomedov beat uh, Petricki as well. That wasn't the greatest. You know, you could tell from like the first round, like there's no way Petricki's going to win this. Uh, Usman's better on the feet, better on the ground as well. And it could be a long reign here for Usman or Magomedov at Lightweight. Although there are some very good guys, so it'll be interesting there. Um, elsewhere in that card, Feraldo ended up losing here. He be, uh, got beaten by Levin Coachelli. Um... You know, and 
the, the latter half of the year, there were a few of maybe the up-and-comers who did get beat. Pico got beat, obviously, in the weird way that we talked about. Uh, the same here for, for uh, the guy I just mentioned, Feraldo. And then in the last card here, 2 9 Pat Downey uh, ended up getting heavily knocked out. The biggest favourite of the weekend, one of the biggest favourites uh, of the year, uh, got, got beaten there in a card which, had, you know, Cody Law also lost. Kyle Crutchmere also lost to Jalil Willis and uh, Chris Linshawney, respectively. So, yeah, the, the end of the year, I suppose, not great for uh, the prospects, but some this was great card at 2 and 9 uh, that Jalil Willis performance was great uh, Dalton Ross they got a win there as well Patchy Mix put on a brilliant performance the arm bar for, for Liz Carmouche and not, not the best fight before that but Sabatello and Stotts was an edge to see type of thing a very interesting fight obviously we had the, the whole Doug Crosby stuff after it but the decision was right with Brian Miner and, and, um, and Eric Cologne and a good fight there and Stotts moves on um, so yeah those were the cards from the year and honestly I think that kind of backs up by going through and what I was saying at the start. Not a standout year for Bellator, not an amazing year for Bellator, and hopefully one day can improve on. Now, if we look ahead briefly here to next year, we have Rafi and Stats Patchy Mix. What a great fight that is. Uh, that's one thing I, th- I think as well. PFL don't have over the rest of them. Like in one championship, we things look forward on Cage Warriors, we things look forward on Bellator, we do. PFL, we just don't know what's coming up. We don't know who's fighting or anything like that. So I think Bellator have that advantage. We have basically the whole Irish card here uh, already set out not a great card not a great card uh, I hope they add some more I'd love to add a James Gallagher to that I'd love to add an MVP to that card I don't know what the crack is with MVP what is the story with him we'll see but uh, I think Bellator this year they really need do you know what Bellator need they need to put on a few really exciting fights a few really exciting main events a few really exciting core main events and stack the cards with them as well they really, really need to do that. You, you, the Bellator um, agenda, the MO for 2023, should be make the fans love us again. Right? That's what they should be. They should be going all out to sign Nathan Diaz. All out to sign him. They really should. They should have signed Saldich. They should have gone all out to sign Saldich. They didn't want championship, got him. I think Bellator need to do those sort of things to keep their standing. In, as number two in MMA because PFL are coming one championship are coming you know Cage Warriors are always doing great things all the time and Bellator uh, you know Bellator may be still there at the moment but it's a precarious position and they need to come to have some very very good fighters really really top fighters um, Stotts and, and AJ and Patricio and all that brilliant fighters and uh, they need to tell us and show us and, and make it even better but um, yeah look I'm looking forward to next year for Bellator and all the other promotions and uh, it should be a uh, it should be fun. It should be fun. All right, I will leave it there. Um, my name is Sean G for SherDog.com, and I'll see you all next time.